This is our sweet 16 episode, and with that, it's only right that we have our first sponsor. So, our sponsor is Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, and it's actually a podcast. And I think what's great about this is we all know, and don't lie to yourself, we all know that we love drama when we're not in it. We love drama when we can hear about it. And then we can, you know, go to sleep with peace of mind and think like, wow, my life is great. But we need those people to tell us their drama for us to enjoy. And what's really unique about this podcast is that it is a no judgment podcast. So the host, Rebecca, she actually has people submit their stories of infidelity anonymously. So if y'all have been unfaithful hit her up and she actually reads them and I think we all know that everyone is quick to judge and whether or not you vocalize that we all judge but I think there's also that voice in our head that thinks like hey that wasn't nice we want to listen to the drama so don't be mean And also what's really interesting is Rebecca, the host, actually was unfaithful herself and she shares her own story in episodes two and three. So I definitely recommend that y'all just give her podcast a listen for an episode or two, specifically episode two and three. And I'll put all of her links in the description. So hit her up and especially hit her up if you have cheated. And also, you may be thinking, yeah, women, all they do is cheat. Wrong. She also offers bonus episodes that are about the men's side of female infidelity and their stories of what they endured when they found out their partner's infidelity. So, did they retaliate and cheat? I don't know. You're going to have to listen. But there's also a bunch of bonus episodes that are ad-free, thank God, And then a blooper reel, which who doesn't love a blooper reel? So go ahead and give her podcast a listen, but only after you listen to this one, right? Okay, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to episode 16. I am so excited to take this new path and new segment into the podcast. I'm here with someone who has been in multiple articles, has been written about in the news, and who is also a tarot card reader, Megan Benanti. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. Thank you for coming on. So obviously I did my research um, with all your news articles that I've seen that you've been practicing and studying tarot reading for 21 years. You've been in the business for 18 years, actually practicing under the name of Tarot Dallas. Is it tarot or tarot? Tarot. Tarot. Okay. Or tarot. Either either tarot or tarot, but not tarot, or it'd have two R's. Okay. Good to know. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good question, actually. Thank you. What I was reading is how you've done different events, and you've read for different types of people. And I saw that you read for Uncommon James, uh-huh. which is yeah. the Kristen Cavallari brand. Yeah. Um, she was married to Jay Cutler, for everyone that doesn't know. I love the TV show. Unfortunately, they're no longer together. But yeah. that's still awesome that you read for these big names in, like, Southwest Airlines, Benefit Cosmetics, Alamo Draft House, and there's so many more. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Um, and so, obviously, I know, but for the listeners... What 
made you get into more of the spirituality, the sidekick, the tarot reader? Well, um, so that is multiple things kind of happened at once. Um, and it's not, it's not an easy story, but it's one that, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't mind sharing, but, um, I knew that our first child was going to be stillborn. And so, um, it, it kind of came with that. Um, cause modern science said that she was healthy and on track and everything. And then five days later she was stillborn. So, um, you know, that was, it was a tough time for my husband and I to kind of get through and navigate. Uh, but I had some girlfriends take me to a bar to kind of pick me up and there they had a psychic and he was reading cards and he looked at the cards and he's like, Hmm, I can't read you. I was like, yes, you can. Like I was desperate. I knew he could. And, um, and I said, I just lost a child. He goes, Oh, then you know, it all just flew right out. He's like, sorry, it's a man thing. I just didn't see, you know, realize, connect the dots there. And he's like, oh, if you want to be a reader, you'll be good at it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, really? So, like, I went out and I got the book and the deck that he recommended the next day. And I really just kind of dove right into it. And um, with the information that I started, it said you couldn't read for other – I mean, you couldn't read for yourself. And so I'm actually one of the weirdos who, like, really held true to that. And I didn't read for myself. So – um, so it was kind of tough because I would try to read, practice reading for other people, which is a little nerve wracking. Um, but it was also kind of like heavy and I would see these really tough things coming. Um, and the book that I started with is a little bit doom and gloom, um, because at the time there wasn't a lot of other books out on Tarot. Now, I mean, it's like a saturated market, but, um, you know, there was le- it was a little less touchy feely. Um, but so I was always doing kind of these intense readings and, um, took a break and then, you know, my neighbor randomly gave me like a beginner set that somebody gave her and she's like, I don't know. I just thought you might like it. And I was like, she didn't even know. Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then, then I got like a spam link, uh, to, that I clicked on before we knew what spam was. And it ended up being to the Living Tarot Meetup, and that was, like, down the road from me. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, everything just always came together. So, um, and after I took, like, an intuitive class, then it was like, oh, you know, I've been studying books for three years, and that intuitive aspect really helped to just open up the floodgates. And I I started reading professionally right afterwards. Okay, so kind of with all those whether you say it's signs or coincidences that, you know, the spam link, the neighbor giving you something that you're like, this is perfect. Do you think that's a coincidence or do you think that's almost like supposed to happen that spirit was guiding that to you? I, I think they're meant to be things. Um, I, whether, you know, I, I, I'm not one to judge whether it's coincidence or not, I guess. Um, I consider them blessings, if nothing else. But for me, opportunities for good things to happen have always been really present in my life. And now I'm not the girl who ends up winning the lottery in the numerical or the dollar form necessarily, but I've had opportunities to 
constantly have a better life uh, present themselves and I just took them because they felt right for me. So I guess trusting my intuition or my gut at that point. Okay, and so one thing is, sorry. Okay, fast. Okay. <laughs> so um, I've been in therapy for different things, anxiety, mm-hmm. depression, and my therapist mentioned that a lot of anxiety comes from the gut. That you have to, you know, focus on your gut because there's those gut instincts, but there's also those butterflies that are just anxiety. So how did you really? I guess pick up, pick up on your gut instincts and just follow them. Is that more of like blind, following the blind type of thing? Or is it like, how'd you figure that out? Oh, wow. That's a good one. Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, so I had a lot of therapy too, and part of it probably stemmed from that. And I will say, like, my style of reading also includes a lot of therapy, uh, just in its nature, not that I'm trained in that, um, and nor would I try to replace that for someone. But um, my style tends to be kind of therapeutic because I was brought up with therapy. And... Um, But the validation I got for my sense of understanding came from my therapy Um, because I had an unusually good sense of perception as a young teenager, Um, but I didn't think it would do do me any good, so I always hit it, and I played really dumb and played... um, you know, I just, people thought I was kind of vacant or broken, um, that I didn't connect with things because I connected so much, I kind of tried to block it out. So when, you know, I can tap in or easily gravitate towards things that were good for me when I didn't see that anybody would know that I was doing them or I wouldn't be called out on it. Um, things I could do secretly, uh, those those were easy for me to grasp for. Now, showing my face publicly would have been a whole different story. Mm-hmm. And so how have you dealt with that being more, I would say in the public eye, given that you are trying to, I don't even want to say sell a service because I don't feel like this is a service that's more of like a lifestyle, like a therapy session, you know? So how do you deal with being more in the spotlight with that? Well... And I, I will say, I believe I'm in the service industry. I'm here to serve others. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to say service. Um, and, you know, but my journey into the spotlight, too, has been very slow and progressive over time. Um, so it doesn't feel like I'm just diving into it, you know. And that's one thing, like, um, you know, it's taken me 20 years to get here. And my business name is Tarot Dallas because that was the only way to find me on the internet. Like, I had moonshine tarot and nobody found me. And um, so I tried to make it as basic as possible. (laughs) So, um, you know, I'm okay with where I'm at, but I also, I still struggle with, you know, taking the next level and being seen and, um, you know, in... I guess fear and judgment in some ways. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think I was literally thinking about this in the car on the way over here that I was going to say, you know, how do you, 
I was reading some of the reviews which you were raved upon, and then there was one that was just saying it didn't resonate with me, it wasn't great, and of course you had a great response being, you know, I hope you find someone that you, you know, feel is a better fit, but I would say at my age, my age group, everyone is extremely insecure, especially with social media, but I don't think people grow out of insecurity, I think there's always something you're insecure about at every stage in your life, and so how do you deal with people not seeing the value in your work or if they come to you and they just don't resonate with you? So one of the things that doesn't like show up on that review is I refunded his money. Mm. Typically, um, you know, if I can tell, you know, when we get into a reading, sometimes it's not a fit and I usually get like one every six months or so. And it's, it's like trying to fit puzzle pieces together and it's just not quite right. And it's like, oh, this isn't going to work. And I, I can usually tell pretty quickly, um, you know, that particular gentleman kept nodding his head. And so I just really didn't know that he, I mean, I had a sense that it wasn't the easiest to read, but, and he had told me he'd been seeing several different psychics. So, you know, um, sometimes people are looking for something other than what we actually do. Um, because I think the movies give it an idea that we're going to like solve your universal problems. We're going to tell you when you're going to win the lottery, when you're going to get married, when to take the job change. And, um, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing how it plays out because it's kind of like hints at what's going to happen. Um, it's not an exact science. So like if I tell someone, I'm always like, with one girl, I was like, I see you being surrounded by water. And she's thinking, oh, I got another free trip to Tulum. And no, her water heater broke two weeks later. So she was surrounded by water. That's but it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you yeah. kind of got to navigate that. Um, but so basically, you know, it, it is hard to take, it, it's hard when you disappoint someone, when it's not a fit. And I do think, though, that, it's kind of the responsibility of both parties, but I feel I'm in service industry, so I don't, um, you know, I don't tar- charge people if it's not a fit, and I will refund their money, um, you know, even, well, even online to save review, because, um, you know, that's my integrity, and and my reviews are really what drive my business. Um, and so I work really hard to practice good ethics and to make sure that people feel satisfied. And I always follow up um, if I feel like something went wrong or, you know, I mean, I might spend an hour and a half with them. But if, if I feel like it wasn't right, then I'll, I'll tell them. And if I don't know and they tell me later, then I, I deal with it then. Yeah. I think, yeah. There's no way to please everyone, unfortunately. No. But we do the best we can. And I... I typically feel that the people that are in alignment for me will find me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, when I first walked in here, we obviously talked a little bit before the podcast. It would be weird to just set up and go. But yeah. <laughs> um, how you said that you experienced losing a child. My mother, in the same regard, had a stillbirth. And she has, from that experience, been very passionate about metaphysical and spirituality and practicing mediumship and everything like that so I don't want to say that when you lose a child you become a psychic that's not it 
but are there a lot of people in your field that have lost a child or is it just any form of trauma or is that only a small segment of the people in your field? Um, so I, I do find that a lot of people have a, a knowing. They know something big is going to happen. Um, sometimes they have experienced trauma in the past. Sometimes um, it's something that they're born with, like it's a genetic thing in the family. Um, I also believe that everybody is intuitive. And um, it's kind of like, you know, everyone can sing. They are physically capable of singing. But we know there are some voices we love to hear and there are some voices we don't want to hear. Right, yeah. So it's, it's just like that, you know. You can, and you can really hone in and develop that if you want. Um, so I, I really believe at some level we all have it. Mm-hmm. And so kind of going on with that good and bad singer analogy, I for one cannot sing. But <laughs> is it a thing where if you work hard enough at it and continue to practice that you can be a great singer? Or is it sometimes you just got dealt kind of the bad card, but you are intuitive to a degree? Um, yeah, it's, I think it's both, uh, you know, some are going to have more of a natural talent than others. And I also think that we develop our intuitive abilities in very specific ways. Like my husband is extremely intuitive with marketing, marketing and branding. And, um, you know, his business has rocks it out because of that. So um, my focus, like when I had um, my reproductive organs, I had a weird knowing for unborn babies. All the time I could feel the health of babies. And yeah, so that was really kind of a cool thing. I've kind of disconnected from that over the years. Um, but so everybody just kind of taps into how they want to use their intuition, I think. Um, you know, and how they need it the most. Because we will we will automatically do where we see we can thrive with something. You know, oh, what brings us joy. Yeah. And so going off of you being able to tell kind of the health of babies, would that just be like walking past someone you're like, that baby is super healthy? Or was it more of when you were approached? Like, how, did, how could you tell the health of the baby? And if you could tell that it was not going to be healthy in the end did you tell somebody or did you keep that to yourself it's come up in multiple times um only there was one other time I did feel like someone might that their baby wasn't healthy and it passed that night um and she was also full term and I I kind of I swore to myself after that I would say something because it was a cord the cord was around the neck so it it maybe the baby could have been saved, um, and um, other times it's me putting my hands on their the the womb on the, the stomach and kind of feeling into it so I could feel which one was the stronger baby and the bigger baby and stuff just by touching them, um, and then the mom could confirm that. Um, I did have it come up in a reading though one time. Um, that a woman would be pregnant with twins and it was weird it was a really progressive reading and like it just kind of kept coming out of the same cards and I saw that something might be wrong with one of the babies 
and it sounded like she might lose it. But then it, it just kind of kept going. It's like, but you're, you're, it's going to be okay. Like they're going to want you to make a decision, but I feel like you don't need to make a decision. And as it turned out, um, one of the babies ended up with, I didn't know this, she was taking fertility drugs. So she did get up pregnant with twins. Um, at one point there was something on one of the babies that they thought would, might make her, uh, you know, spontaneously abort that they would, you know, deliver prematurely. And, um, so he wanted to pull one of the babies out and she got a second opinion and the second doctor said, no, they're fine. Both babies are healthy. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. So that was really good, but it, I was also in a place where like, you know, I was super careful with how I was phrasing everything and, and I really wasn't wanting to see whatever I was seeing. I was like, you know, how do I, how do these words need to play out that are coming out of my mouth? And so, but it was, it just progressed. Like the information just kept coming through to hang in there with it. So, uh, and it ended up, you know, I mean, that probably saved that baby's life. Thank goodness, yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, when people come to see you, they see you with a lot of influence that exactly, you know, how you say things are going to affect them. And so, do you always tell the entire story, even if it's something that you're like, I really don't want to say this, or I don't want to see this in the cards, I'm uncomfortable delivering this message to them, or do you just kind of take yourself out of it, and you're more of just a messenger at that point? You ask such good questions. Oh gosh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's an interesting thing. So I, I sit down and I, before we start the reading, I actually go over my prayers with every person. Um, and I always ask to read for their highest and greatest good and what they most need to know about themselves to follow on their divine life path. So will be looking at the pros and cons of their life and I ask them if that's okay before we get into this because occasionally you know like somebody might be suicidal when they come in and um, you know if I'm seeing it I feel I have a responsibility to tell them this information because I've already prayed for what is going to help them um, to basically you know live the most fulfilling life they can live so, um, you know, yeah, sometimes it's hard information, and I think that's where maybe having therapy growing up has been helpful for me to deliver information in a way that is supportive for them, and so they can go out. Typically, I want people to leave feeling empowered, um, but, you know, many of us have this tendency to hold on to that one negative thing a person says. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I actually, I do have people record their readings. Um, but, you know, if there's not like a lot showing up in the love life, that's going to be what somebody's going to hang on to. And, and that's tough, but there might be a million other good things happening for them. Right. But it's just like, hey, you need to focus on this right now and give that some space and time because it sounds like you're, you know, maybe you're not, I know you feel like you're ready, but you're supposed to accomplish this first. Right. So, 
Presentation is everything, and that is something you have to learn through trial and error. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you know? I think presentation is everything in regards to you know products, how you put them out, how you market them, just like your husband does, but also your words, how you carry yourself. It's, yeah, because that's all we can see is the presentation before we can actually you know get to know a deeper understanding of whatever that is. Um, but yeah, I'm very big on altering your mindset because reality is reality. But it's how you perceive it that's how you're going to live out, you know, the reading or, you know, your life. You could focus on the one bad thing and be incredibly unhappy. Or you could focus on the ten other good things that you said Mm -hmm. and just be happy with what you're dealt. So, I love you said all of that. Um, (laughs) So, kind of going back to the tarot. Tarot? Tarot or tarot? Tarot. So what is it really? Because, you know, I think it's becoming a bit bigger because of the global pandemic, obviously, but I looked it up and the origin was like in the 14th century in like France or something that was supposed to be almost like an entertainment. It wasn't meant for Mm -hmm. kind of spiritual readings. It was like a game. So how did it kind of transform into something that you use as a tool in your career? Um, so that in some ways, I'm not fully sure it was, um, uh, that was the Marseille deck. Um, it was also called Tarocci in Italy and, um, it was designed as a game and it would have like gold inlays and stuff in it. Um, and I don't know when it really transitioned. There's actually two parts to to the deck. Um, you've got the major arcana, which is the older original part. And then the minor arcana is the newer part. And that actually correlates with the current day playing cards. So um, there's actually four suits and ten cards in each suit. And then they, you have your kings and queens. And um, the jacks would be knights and... So that's, um, or knights and I guess jacks would be pages. I don't play cards. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so, and that's actually, so sometimes you'll see people reading just playing cards and that ties okay. into that. And then the Lenormand's, which is another system is also similar to playing cards. It has little diamonds on it and spades and stuff. Um, so I don't know when it transitioned into a form of a divination tool. Um, but, uh, it's certainly been around a long time. Now the, the cards we use nowadays, um, really came based off of, um, you know, the, uh, Victorian era with the Golden Dawn, which was like, um, you know, an occult group at the time, um, in our, our patriarchal society. And so the men created these the deck that we primarily work off today, which is the Rider Waite deck. And um, so most of the images that we see out now in the tarot card world are based on those images. Um, and it's it really did explode. It was on, honestly exploding before COVID um, because I watched it change. I mean, I used to be like everybody's deep, dark secret. And, (laughs) um, even when I started reading cards, you know, it it was a little bit of a rift in my marriage. My husband grew up Catholic. I grew up Episcopalian. 
And he was like, hey, I didn't sign up for this. And I just said, neither did I, but it's happening. Like, it was the first time I couldn't apologize. I was like, I am doing this, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> you know, like, it's a, you're going to have to deal with it. You have to deal with this on your own. Um, and eventually, though, he kind of got used to it. And then he also saw that I was, you know, helping people. And that, you know, I was bringing in income from it. And so he transitioned and adjusted as he saw that other people believed in me and that I could help them. Um, And so, you know, that's a hard thing because not everybody has to be on board with our belief systems. Um, But it it continues to grow and evolve in our culture. And now it's, it's super saturated. So I do think we will begin to see more, um, you know, we might have some more ethical issues and things like that that come up. It might end up being, eventually being more policed than it is. Um, You know, in places like Massachusetts, they have to pay um, specific taxes and they have laws for fortune tellers for... Um, witchcraft for, <laughs> yeah, there's like different, you have to have a license and things. Interesting. Um, so that varies from state to state. Okay. So, I mean, obviously there's between like church and state, I guess spirituality <laughs> isn't a church, but it is more of a type of individual religion. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that seems like it's, it's just. I don't know. That seems like it's a little messy with when, you know, governments come in and try to get involved. Well, yeah, they just want to make tax dollars, you know. Understandable. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know? What, what are we to expect? It yeah. It's forever. And so kind of going off of that, we've seen a movement from organized religion to a more individualized spirituality. So do you think your husband is still as religious as he was or because he's been more accepting of you being more of a sidekick, you know, having those in, uh, intuitive thoughts, where is he standing now? Or is he still his individual person and he really hasn't changed, he's just more accepting? Um, well, he was never a religious person. Okay. You know, he just was like freaked out because he didn't know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and really, we're always scared of what we don't know. Um, I mean, I've had... People not let their kids babysit my kids when they were little and stuff. When they found out I was a psychic. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, and it's interesting because, you know, after sort of educating them to, uh, I mean, they never did babysit my kids again, but it's, it's softened the edges. Um, because I think people really need to understand, like, I'm not performing, like, witchcraft or voodoo. I'm not, like, letting in dark spirits or anything like that. Um, and you know, I mean, it can also be said, this is a, just a deck of cards and yes, it helps me to see information for you, but I also want people to know you have free will to make your own decision. I am just giving you information to maybe help you make the most educated decision as possible. Um, and, um, so in regards to spirituality, um, you know, that is a, a kind of a growing thing for people. And um, religion still has a place. And, you know, honestly, people with religious backgrounds generally have a better sense of history um, and 
and and time. <laughs> it does like really get you kind of on that scale, the the timeline of humanity. But um, yeah, people are just moving away from maybe collective thinking into more individualized thinking, um, and trying to figure out how to define that for themselves. And that's always it's neat to see. You know? Right. Yeah, actually, I met some girls up here recently. I've only been here for about eight weeks and one of the girls grew up Catholic and she I was telling her about how I was going to come and talk with you and she was like oh that's great I just would never do that because that's you know the Catholic church that's how you bring in like demons bad spirits mm-hmm. I thought oh, okay I grew up in a household where it was I mean my mother gifted me uh, an appointment with her psychic. She got my dad in there twice, and my dad called her a witch for a while, but now, you know, he's ex- a lot more accepting. And so it's very interesting how differently people can see the same thing and that how they can be, I don't want to say transformed, but they can kind of go to the other side off and on. Um, and so, kind of with that, is this your main? I guess, source of income for you? Because I know when I walked in here, you're also a master gardener. Yeah. And you're really big into landscape. And I wish there was, this was on video because her backyard is beautiful. This whole entire just room with her little corgi sleeping beside me. It's so cute. So was this ever meant to be a career or was this, this is just a more organized way to be of service to others? Um... Well, so it is, it's a full-time job for me now. Um, Getting into it, I was just wanting to to do it. Like, I just had this sense that I should do this, you know, and I wanted to. Oh, sorry. And I was, um, I'm one of those people who likes to kind of shock people. It's, well, I don't know if it's so nice. It's it's definitely put me into awkward positions before. (laughs) Um, so this gives people that wow factor and, um, and that's one of like, I love doing parties and events cause you can just like, it's short and sweet and full of surprises and you can give people like this really great five or 10 minute wow feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's, it's a business you develop slowly. So like I was doing landscape and card reading all at the same time. And I would work uh, like as a private gardener during the day, and then I'd pick up my kids, and I might read people in the evening. Um, and, you know, because I was a full-time mom at the time, too. So it, it was kind of a lot on my plate. But I've also always had my husband's income as well. So I wasn't, like, really super stressed for money. Um, and And money was never, like, a drive in this. It just sort of like due to availability and stuff my my prices have gone up over the years but that was I was never doing it like to make a living on it it was just like it is what it is it's part of doing you know of doing business and the exchange of energy and I think that's the one thing people don't fully understand too it's like it is an exchange of energy I like when I'm done at the end of the day I'm like wiped out but yeah (laughs) So, um, especially when I do like energy work on people. So interesting. And so, you know, with this podcast and my past episodes, I realized that 
people are dealing with the quarantine, people are dealing with work, school, you know, relationship issues, everything. And so I always try to have some sort of kind of serious topic where it doesn't have to be something like a downer, but it's more serious. And then I always try to come up with some of my embarrassing stories just to make people laugh just for a bit. Because honestly, I find it hilarious. It probably wasn't putting the moment for me, but I can tell from being a bystander and watching you like fall down the stairs, that's probably pretty funny. It hurt, but it was probably pretty funny. And so, have you ever had like a reading that went so poorly, either on your end or the reaction, that you're just like, I cannot believe this is happening right now. I wish I wasn't here right now. Oh, God. Um... I don't know. You know, there's ones where like a couple will sit down and they're all excited and like it ends up being therapy or, or one of them's cheating. (laughs) You know, you got to like navigate this in a way that is uh, professional, but also like at a party, you don't want to screw up the vibe of the party. So it's kind of working through that too. Um, so, but I, yeah, I worked a whole event one time that was clearly, um, it was a corporate party and there was like, a f- everybody seemed to be having affairs at that time. And I worked this event <laughs> yearly. Yeah. So, um, and I said, every year there was sort of a theme to the, the party. So a lot of times nights will have themes in you know, for whatever the event is, which is really interesting to kind of see how that plays out. That's so funny. Uh, I have a sponsor now, and it's a podcast that just talks about women having affairs, but from their point of view, which I thought, that's a very interesting podcast. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, I... I like to give my drama of dating just because it's fun to hear someone else's experience while you can just completely cut off if it's uncomfortable. And so I just think that's funny, but I can't believe. So do you know that they're in the readings, you can tell that they're having an affair or you can just tell by being a human that you're like, this is not good. Well, it'll show up in the reading and then I have to, or, and I have to say it might not be an affair, but they're attracted to someone else. And so it's navigating that. I even had once the one where the girl, the wife was like, and who's this to him? She's like, who's this new nugget that's on your, on your reading right now? So I was like, Oh yeah. I was like, Oh God, get me out of here, please. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> and so do you continue on with telling them that? Or you can sense that like, that's probably not the best time. Um, yeah. So I can downplay it as, you know, I know how to navigate that. One, we don't want to cause an accusing situation because obviously there was more going on between them than what needed to be brought up at a party. Yes. You know, so it was like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, and I don't remember how I navigated it, but um, she, it, it was funny because, yeah, the girl looked kind of sexy in the, the card and stuff. And I was like, <laughs> I think, oh, no, not again. <laughs> yeah, but it was also the aspect she clearly saw him as a mentor, but probably was also flirting and there might have been some something going on there. I don't know, but it was like, how do we... Turn how do we deliver that in yeah. a very neutral <laughs> tone? So I was also looking at your Instagram, which I'll definitely plug that in, but 
you know, on TikToks right now, there are these, this is meant for you, you're for you page. And there's, I've had um, tarot readers come on and saying, if you're seeing this, this is a message for you from the divine, like divine spirit. I'm thinking you have like 3 million likes. There's no way. And so how are, cause I know you do the, um, readings from the waist up. Yeah. Yeah. Which love those. <laughs> love those. Love seeing your outfits. I was like, oh, look what she's wearing today. Oh, so, yeah. So how accurate are those when the person's not, you know, in the same room with you? How can you read them like that? And is it just having a faith in the cards or letting the cards kind of inspire you to go a certain way? Or is it truly like, this is meant for you? You came upon this. Um, well, you know, I, so before I did that, I actually did some research and I went on YouTube and I was like, all right, let's see how this reading plays out for me. And um, there's one girl, Star Girl, the Practical Witch, and she's good. Yeah, I really liked her. So, and I listened through and did her reading. I was like, man, she nailed it. I was like, okay, so this works. Um, so, because I've done charm readings, you know, for people, but to how, how do you connect with the collective? And so when I do those, I, I literally say a prayer before that, you know, whoever finds this reading, you know, and chooses one of these charms, this will connect for them. It's interesting. I definitely feel that that comes through on Instagram, but I get a lot of feedback from my Instagram people. Whereas on YouTube, I'm, I'm sort of like a lost source on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my 85 subscribers. Um, so I don't know if I'm really connecting with people on YouTube. And I tried something different there, which was to really answer specific questions that people might be putting out there. Like, um, how do I get out of my depression? You know? And so I, I tried to like really go to a specific question and then they choose a charm and then that charm would apply. Um, and you know, I don't know, maybe that's, I, I don't know how, I don't, I don't know YouTube. Like I know Instagram. Right. Right. Yeah, because, you know, it's a, especially during quarantine, that's really when TikTok became this huge platform, is that, you know, there's these 13-year-old girls saying, oh, like, the person that's meant for you is right around the corner, and it's how much of those are genuine, you know, they have genuine intentions, and it's actually meant for the viewer versus someone that's just trying to get famous on this platform. Yeah, and I don't know TikTok. I you should get on it. I think you do really well on it. Really? Yeah. I've been um well, I'm I am i scared of technology. Yeah. Uh, so like I haven't known what to I I know TikTok's out there and it it has blown up. And I was looked at it a year ago and it's like no way. And but you know, I've got clients with hundreds of thousands of followers on TikTok and I'm like, but I don't know the other thing that seems important is getting people that are in my tribe versus people that aren't. And when I've had, you know, social influencers, um, but some of the really big ones come in and post, um, they brought in some wonderful people, but 
they're also, some of them I felt were just kind of in for the anomaly of the situation. Like, I don't think they would really come back and commit and, um, I don't know. I just don't know that they were my tribe. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really, I feel like the people who really seek me out really want to, to get a reading from me because they believe that I'll help them. Not that it's just going to be for clout or, you know, to have a shiny new toy or kind of situation. Right. Right. Sense. So this tribe that you're speaking of, is it just people that are passionate about getting a reading from you? And how do you kind of decipher who is in your tribe and who's not? Obviously when you have an influencer, they're having hundreds of thousands of people that they're influencing. Right. So probability, let's say 50, 50, you're going right. to that one's 50 good ones. Right. So, I mean, have you ever denied someone your service because you're like, I already know that I'm not going to be a fit with you? Um, I only like in the, where I felt like we couldn't, I couldn't read them, um, or connect with them in a way that I wasn't speaking the language that they could connect with. Um, but no, I'm happy to read for anyone. Um, and, um, most of the people that find me, what I would say are my tribe is anybody who's looking to improve their life. So like I have all shapes, walk sizes, people in the world that come and see me. And, um, I, I think when I would say that it, you know, if somebody's just looking for a status symbol kind of experience or, or reading, that's probably not me. Um, because my goal is to really help people evolve on their life path. And so anybody that's curious about their spirituality, wants to grow, all of those people I can connect with. Um, and I, I mean, I see the good in everyone, typically. Um, and I like, like, all kinds of people. So that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. For you. Yeah. I don't have a lot of discrimination in that area. Um, so, you know, a lot of times it's few and far between when I, when I say like, it's not really my tribe, but yeah, it's like, it's, you know, I guess if you're looking for a novelty experience, that's when going, seeing someone at a party or something where you're not coughing up, um, you know, 175 or $200 to get a reading. Right. You know, when I see somebody using their uh, welfare money to come see me or something, I'm like, ah, oh, it's like, okay, you've got a better use for this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like... That's, I, a, that's high stakes. That's... Right. I was like, and there, because there are lots of good readers out there, and you don't have to pay what I charge. It's just, you know, that is my experience and my, you know, kind of where I'm at with my service level. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I also don't do short readings and sometimes all you need, you know, somebody might be able to knock it down into a 30 minute or a 15 minute reading. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so kind of when you're talking about different readers and the different pay scales, I just remember driving through my old neighborhood and there was, it was just this kind of worst part of town that I was driving through and it's you know the five dollar neon readers yeah so how I mean do you believe that those people that are charging five dollars that have a retail space for 
I don't know how they pay for it. Do you believe that they, I, I would say, are real? That they actually do have intuition that they can serve others with? Or do you think they're just trying to get, you know, a little chunk of change here and there that adds up? So, you know, if you see the, the neon sign, we call them neon psychics. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with them. Um, and I do think they have justified businesses. Um, there are different ways people make money. A lot of people, there is like sort of the $5 readings or $20, $15 readings. Those are a lot of times for five or 10 minutes and it's kind of like a taste, but then they want you to do more things or get more services. So you know, you'll need a healing candle to cleanse your energy, and that's $115. And I can, I mean, I had somebody, she's like, well, I can anoint you with oil for $250. And um, I was like, $250? Yeah. She, said, she was like, well, yes, it's from the Holy Lands. And I was like, so I gotta buy your plane ticket? Right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, this was 25 years ago. Um, but you know, I've been in situations where I felt very taken advantage of. Um, but I also felt like I needed to pay this person because I didn't know what kind of, you know, behind the scenes or or weird mojo she might put on me or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I just paid it and left with a, a horrible taste in my mouth. And I said, and, but all of those negative experiences also helped me to know that is exactly how I do not want to do business. So I feel like my fees are up front. But I, I mean, I had a girl, she's like, well, I spent like 750 having my energy cleared, but I really can't tell a difference. And I was like, well, did you lay on a table or anything? She's like, no, she did some prayers and then it texted me. But then she kept texting me about more stuff I needed to do and pay for um, I feel, I felt so bad for her. Um, and I, people do business that way. And I think that they also feel like, I, I do believe they believe they're doing something right. Um, or maybe that just isn't something that's in question for them. Things like Reiki or all kind, all forms of energy work and acupuncture are also moving the energy in your body. So that means clearing out negative energy and um, allowing your energy to flow in a more healthy, vibrant way. So, um, you know, whether people see it as an entity or, or dark energy, it's all kind of the same thing. Um, and so I don't, you know, I sign up for Reiki pretty regularly because I was like, I love that, you know, I'm on the table, I get to sleep, mm-hmm. I feel better, I get to go in those theta brain waves, so, yeah. So, how much do you think, because I know you can't predict the future, you can kind of see where it's going, you kind of get a vague message of, you know, like the water. It was the water heater. Right. Not fun, but you got it. And so how much do you think it is that the people that you're reading, they just have to have faith in what you're saying versus like the water thing. Like it is coming true. I don't know how it is, but it is. And so I just think there's a lot of skepticism, obviously, and you probably know that as well. And I kind of 
walk along the line of, you know, I have my mom saying this is true. Like I knew that I was going to have a stillborn. Like I, I dreamt it. I knew it. Versus me saying, well, this is probably humans trying to justify kind of the unknown. And so, you know, when I went to a psychic, she was saying, well, I think your career is going to be more creative. And I was like, well, that's vague. But again, she can't tell the future. She can't say, oh, you're going to go into singing. Thank God. I, I really don't think I am. But, <laughs> but it's almost like they're so vague that it can make sense. And just like the TikToks, like maybe it's not meant for me, but I can try to justify it and say, oh, that does resonate with me. When really, I mean, who knows? I don't know. So, wow. Um, some, so every reading's different. Mm -hmm. Um, and typically there'll be some real specific details in every reading. Um, and part of what we read is past, present, and future. So if you're making a lot, if, or if I'm making a lot of sense out of somebody's present and past, then I feel that builds the trust for the future. So I do like, um, a, I also offer a year ahead reading. But I really don't like clients to do that one if they've never seen me before because they're not going to build the trust with me because you need to have the validation of all the stuff that's going on in your life and getting the perspective on it and um, seeing it from some different angles before we look at the future, um, you know, before we go to that next step. So um, I don't know if everybody does super predictive readings. Um, mine typically just see kind of like three, four, maybe up to six months out. Um, and then usually people kind of filter back through in the, the time range for okay. the next one. Yeah. And so how, obviously I can't relate to losing a child. I've never had a child. Um, but you had kind of this vision. Did you have a dream that you were going to have a stillborn? No, I just, just knew. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, it just kind of kind of came out of my mouth. I mean, I, I felt it at my baby shower. My sister's like, oh, I think I felt it kick. And I, I was like, no. And then I was like, she really isn't kicking. Or I didn't know if it was a boy or a girl. Um, but I was, you know, it was full term, so it was, it was just odd. Yeah, I just knew. Okay. Um, no dreams or anything, but I, I definitely was able to make my peace with that. And I felt like the whole process of whatever I went through with her though, was very much to help me prepare to have children. And, and her journey was just to be in the womb. Um, but, um, yeah, and that's, you know, understanding a soul's process is part of our level of acceptance and and why we're here and why we need to live and why we need to die right yeah I've thought about it because again coming from I think just this society of like mm, psychics probably aren't real versus my mother who has raised me who literally birthed me saying like no like it's the real deal that I just thought there's no real point in being like having uh not believing in it because you have this one life, at least in this, you know, consciousness, why not believe something that makes you happy that 
you know, energizes you that you can even just form connections with people on. It's just like religion. We technically don't know if whatever religion is the right way. You know, people question the Bible. People question other religions. And so this is similar to a religion, I would say, and that you just kind of have to have faith in it at some point. And so, again, I think that's kind of with your tribe. It's the people that choose to believe it, that choose to resonate with it. So, I don't know. I think, you know, each and every day, my my ideas change and my feelings towards all sorts of different things change. Even the podcast, one day I'm like, I love this thing. Like, this is the greatest thing ever. The next time, like, just, do people really listen to this? Do they really care? I don't know. And so, you know, it's just constant. And that's probably just an insecurity. It's, I don't like being wrong. So how do I know that anything is actually true? And if you think too much on that, you're going to go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. You're going to spiral. So that's when I just have to go to bed. But, yeah, I think it's interesting that you just knew about your daughter. And my mom had a dream about hers. And I have all sorts of nightmares. Like, that I, I was pregnant. And I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have anything. So I was like... What is that? But some things, I mean, it would be, I think you could answer it better if you did have these dreams, but that what is purely just your unconscious, just kind of going crazy versus what is a message and, you know, a predictor of what's going to happen. Well, and I I do think there's a difference. Like, I didn't want to believe what I was feeling. My doctor said, nope, everything looks good. You're fine. You're fine. And five days later, I wasn't fine. Or she wasn't fine. Um, but your dreams, it's interesting. If you're, you know, if you're dreaming about being pregnant, well, what are you afraid to give birth to right now? Uh, just not being able to provide a good future for, you know, said child. I, I don't think I'm mentally ready. I don't think, I'm definitely not financially ready. I'm not in a position to do any of that. And I think, you know, I've talked about this podcast that I've had issues with sexuality and just feeling ashamed of my sexuality and that stemmed from some issues with my mom but I think it's just something that's always worried me that it's just again the unknown not being prepared for a certain situation and that's the biggest one now I mean I think most people my age are terrified of either you know being pregnant or getting someone pregnant because then what do you do well, what if the dream isn't actually about being pregnant? What if it's about giving birth to something else in your life? Oh. You know, because that's part of it, too. Like, if you start looking at dream analysis and stuff, like buildings, it, you in a dream, you are everything in your dream. So you're both pregnant and you're that baby. Um, or your ideas are that baby. So um, when we buildings are being in our head, and so, like, I always have problems with being in buildings. Um, that's how I always see myself, as in these really weird buildings. And one day I'd love to build one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, but, yeah, so think about it that way. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've never seen again. It's a mindset. It's kind of how you perceive it. Because I was like, I'm not ready for a child. But looking at it that I am the set child, that's interesting. That's going to... That's all I'm going to think about on the ride home. Yeah. <laughs> just <do> that <laughs> oh, man. 
Oh my gosh, okay. That was a good one. So, what do you love about this job and what do you, and I hate to word use hate, but what do you hate about this job? Oh, um, any kind of like paperwork, <laughs> technology, like trying to get, for me to do like a monthly email is really hard um, because I don't want to like talk about myself in the email. <laughs> Um, you know, if I have things to share, like events coming up that people can go to, that makes it easier. But, um, so staying connected in that way is hard. Um, sometimes I get uh, a little nervous before my clients come in, um, cause I'm like, okay, what am I up for today? You know, um, but generally like I love people. I love the chemistry when it really fits and like we both when we both get really excited about what's coming up in the reading and it really clicks and everybody's different because some people are like stone cold like they don't show anything and I don't want to know details before we begin I ask for people's uh, date of birth because I calculate their birth cards but a lot of people like new people a lot of times won't put their <laughs> date of birth in in the memo line when I ask for it because they think I'm going to look them up on the internet right and and like I'm like, honestly, I, I don't care that much. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna research you. That is not my point. Uh, it just saves me time from doing the math. Um, so I because I do the math in the morning before you know when I have coffee. Um, but I love when people get excited that I'm getting them. And um, a lot of people, some people don't show anything, and I'll ask questions as I work through so I know what I'm talking about. Um, like, I'm like, oh, is this a work situation or a personal life? And, you know, but I, I let them kind of divulge what they want to divulge. Um, some people need to talk. Um, it, it does take away from the reading itself, so sometimes I'll stop them, but some people can't stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's not why I don't love that, but uh, but I, I probably because I like to hear my own voice. No, okay, <laughs> that's why I podcast. Yeah, I have the gift of gab. So, um, but yeah, I just I love the chemistry, and I I love when we have events and everybody's excited and enthusiastic. I worked one for Skinceuticals one time that was just. I don't know what the chemistry of those ladies was that night, but we all had the best time together. And I got a lot of permanent clients from that evening, uh, which was kind of unexpected, you know, but we just had great chemistry and, and everybody awesome. was so excited about their business. Yeah, it was just neat. So Good positive environment. I, mm -hmm. I love that. So that is, I say all the questions. It's been a whole hour of me asking you questions, <laughs> but is there anything that you think is important for people who may not have any experience with having tarot uh, cards or even interacting with a psychic that they should know? Um, yeah, do, okay, do your research. I think that's really important. Um, there's a few ways, like most people will find me through Yelp or Google because they start with reviews. And I think reviews are really important. Um, but I also think checking out a person's website um, you know, you can find out their prices, you can find out their hours, you can get a sense of what the person is like or looks like. You should get a sense of the person, like, does this feel comfortable for me? Um, 
you know, what their, their taste level is like, um, because a lot of times they're, you're going to be going to someone's private home or something like that, and you need to be able to feel comfortable in the environment. Um, and so I think that's a big deal to kind of check out the website. So do a little research. Um, sometimes people will, like, uh, you know, kind of stalk me for a couple of months before they decide to come in because they really want to make sure that I'm the right fit for them. And so, you know, and look around. There's a lot, there are a lot of readers out there. Um, and then if you have, if you need to stay on a budget, you might consider going to um, stores that have readers in them because they might be less expensive or psychic fairs, things like that. Um, and that can be helpful for people. Yeah, yeah, and that's great, especially... I think again with the pandemic people are out of a job they may not have so much discretionary yeah. income yep. and I personally as a finance major would not recommend spending your welfare check on right. something like that but mm -hmm. if that's what gives them peace of mind and that's what's for their better good who am I to say anything I, so. that was a one instance situation yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was one time and I would just was blown away yeah I would be too that's crazy. Well, thank you so much for answering all of my questions. I felt like there were so many, but I think we had a really great conversation. Yeah, no, thank you. These were really <laughs> great questions. Like, you totally went outside the box. I love that. I tried to. Yeah, to you did great. I mean, given, if people wanted to see an interview with basic questions, if you see all sorts of things, but I like to get more um, in-depth with it and just kind of go all over the place. Love that. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, I will have a better intro for you. I'll look at that later. But I uh, wanted to go ahead and do a little outro for you. So, obviously, if any of y'all are interested in a reading from the awesome Megan, uh, you can book an appointment, a party, or an event. Go to her website, Tarot Dallas. That's T A R O T Dallas.com. And you can follow her for weekly readings and inspiration on Instagram and YouTube at Megan Benanti, M-E-G-A-N-B-E-N-A-N-T-I. And I will link all of the links on all of my platforms. And hopefully someone can really resonate with you and be that puzzle piece now for the world together. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. So after our little interview, she actually gave me a reading. And so, of course, I recorded that for y'all. And in the spirit of making fun of myself and also to validate her reading as well, I'm going to add commentary because I know you'll love my voice. Right? Right. So without further ado, let's get into it. Whatever you feel most drawn to. Oh. Hmm. And tell me your date of birth. May so, do you need to do math? My, um, actually my daughter was born the same year. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Um, my name is 13 and 9, is that 22? Mm -hmm. Thank you. That makes sense. Okay. So. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. 
Um, okay, let me pull these up. Did you pick a bat? Yeah, a bag? that one. Okay. I had a feeling it was going to be that one. That does happen now. Okay. This is called the Starman Tarot. It's all actually based on David Bowie, and he did he did facilitate in making this with um, a guy named Davide Angeles. But I don't know if they had a falling out or what. Davide didn't publish it until after David's passing. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So first off, you're what we call a Temperance Hierophant, and these are your birth cards. So birth cards are kind of like an astrological sign. They let me know a little bit about how you might handle certain situations or deal with things. But rather than being based on the month that you're born, they're based on your numerology number. So we take the digits of your birthday, we add them together and reduce them down to the simplest form. Your birthday adds up first to 14, 1 plus 4 equals 5, so 5 is your numerology number. Okay. Now, in Tarot, everybody has uh, two birth cards because when we're calculating the numbers, we're looking for any that fall out between um, 0 and 21. And those are the numbers of the Major Arcana, which is our older original part of the deck. Um, and so um, 19 is the only set, only set of numbers that actually has three because 19 reduces two times. Right. 10 and then to 1. Um, so, now as a temperance hierophant, first off, you get two words that we don't really use anymore. Um, temperance you've at least heard of from like the temperance movement, which was uh, equal rights for men and women so they could vote. Um, the hierophant is an old Greek word and uh, it means a spiritual leader. So in Greek and Roman times, that would have been the Greek gods. I'm pretty sure she just called me a Greek goddess because of my bang and bod, but also just like chiseled abs and the fact that I can speak Greek. The only Greek word I know is skata, and that actually means shit. Thank you. At this point, though, um, that would be represented by the Pope because this was made in the uh, Victorian era. So... Um, Nowadays, a spiritual leader might look something different. In some cards, he's like represented by like a yogi. So, um, uh, but it's also nicknamed sometimes the hero card because that word is in there. Now, five is your numerology number. Um, typically, fives, um, that's a number of challenge. So I do find that fives like challenges. Um, and I kind of think them as my... Um, they test the status quo. It's like, to me, fives are the people that go in and start the Me Too movement and really question um, the belief systems that are held within a company or a structure. It's like, is this really functioning? Is this still appropriate? Um, so it's that kind of energy. Um, you guys are kind of change makers. Um, now, challenge is great for career um, because you're always seeking to better yourself. Uh, can be a little bit difficult in your relationships. So, <laughs> looking for challenging people. That's what I need in my life. More challenging people. Because I don't get frustrated enough already. So, clearly if you are 
going to be a challenge. Um, Toxic, I guess. Hit me up because apparently that's what I'm looking for. Thank you. You know, because you can, you don't want to be bored. You like a good challenge, right. you know. So if he's too easy, that might kind of throw you off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes someone who's easy, you know. Because I, I just want that challenge. I just want to constantly, constantly have to work for something. So again. Hit me up. <laughs> um, now, as a temperance here font, the first thing to notice, um, we have an individual in this card, and we actually have three beings in this one. These are little monks down here. So you have an individual card and a social card, which is actually normal. Most people have one of each, and so you're kind of in that mid-spectrum of needing alone time and also have liking to enjoying a social side. So, okay, um, so you've got a good balance between needing your alone time and enjoying company. Um, now, temperance. Um, so one of the things here, we've got one foot in the, the water, which represents the emotional world, and one foot on dry land, which represents the intellectual world. Mm-hmm. So there's this sense of how do I feel about this? What do I think about this? And then we've also got him pouring the water of emotion Um, neither up nor down, but at a diagonal. So it kind of defies gravity. Um, So temperance people are about balance. And to me, I always think of it as having one foot on either side of that Mm teeter-totter. How do I feel? What do I think? And what I find is you guys get really in tune with yourselves, and you become very aware of what you need throughout the day. I need a break from this computer. I need a glass of water. I need to step away from this person before I hit them. Right. (laughs) You know? So um, it's whatever it's going to take to kind of keep you in balance there. Um, Also, temperance people are very goal-oriented. You've got short-term, mid-term, and long-term goals, as well as a path. So that is planning things out. Um, Temperance people are actually kind of my OCD card in the tarot. Um, I have two, there's two sets of birth cards that are planners and organizers. This is one of them, but I also find that temperance tends to be more organized uh, than most other people on the planet. And so um, that is kind of your superpower. You know, don't consider being like OCD, like a negative thing because we need you and corporations need you. And um, you have a, a really pivotal role in society by having this strength to sort of uh, lay things out and plan ahead um, and to be goal-oriented. Um, expansion is also important for you. These wings do not fit on this page. You need to be able to stretch beyond the boundaries of the job limitations, beyond whatever people think you can do. If somebody tells you you can't, you're like, watch me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, that's a real significant thing. We'll also notice though, these feathers, not particularly organized. So there are areas that you can allow yourself wiggle room to not be overly, um, uh, to go crazy about. This would be my closet and all of the loose hair on my bathroom floor. Um, I'd like to thank my parents for getting me a vacuum so that I can clean it. You know. Okay, wait. How did I forget my dating life? That's messy. 
my taste in men. That's messy. Um, my common sense. That's messy when it comes to dating, apparently. Apparently. Because I, I met this stripper's parents after knowing him for four hours. So, Megan again. Perfect. Dead on. If, so if you don't need to be a perfectionist in some areas, that's totally okay for you and normal to fit in there. Um, you have good healing capabilities and your spiritual life very much comes up with this uh, halo around the head. Now, in tradition, crowns represent our relationship to God. That's why the monarchy wears it. They believe it is their divine right. Um, and that's why the Pope's crown is always the tallest. And so your spiritual life is very important for you in both of these images. Um, so that kind of comes up everywhere in, in your life and will always be part of who you are. Now, every card has also what we call a direct and a reverse meaning. And what that means is when I do the reading itself, you'll see some cards face me and some of the cards will face you. So when they face you, I read them in reverse, and it just means they have an opposite meaning to what the picture looks like. Okay. Birth cards, I just like to read them facing you so you can see them. Mm -hmm. But we consider both directions of the meanings because we have the strength and we've got that weakness we're always working on. Mm -hmm. um, and I will say, like, you will be running in all of your strengths the older you get. Um, like, really, by the time you're 40, you've got it kind of figured out. Um, but your 20s are really kind of the hardest time of your life, your early 20s. And it progressively just gets better over time. Thank God. Because your skill sets at managing your what you don't know and your, your stress levels and all that um, become more and more adept over time. So your potential for happiness gets better the older you are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah, I, I know. I If I meet somebody who's like 22, I'm like, don't worry, your life is going to be way better than it is today. <laughs> um, don't give up hope yet. So challenges for temperance, being out of balance, um, you know, the emotions taking over and you can't logically th think through the situation or stuffing the emotions down to get a project done um, and then forgetting to let them out and process them at some point. Um, not seeing what your goals are, feeling like someone's blocking your path. Um, you know, if you wanted to move in with your boyfriend, but he's got to switch jobs first, you're like, uh, it's not just your life we're messing yeah. with, you're messing with right now. Like, my lease is up. I've got to make this happen. So those things can be stressful. Um, if you're not sure what direction to go, that can also be a trigger point for you. Um, Sometimes things being really messy, um, especially if someone else is creating the mess, like a roommate or something, that can be stressful for you. Um, so all of that is part of that nature. Um, now Hierophant, this is such a cool card to me and I just love him because to me he doesn't have a positive or negative. So here we've got the Pope, so this represents religion. Well, the opposite of religion is spirituality. And so neither one is greater than the other. They're just different. Um, now, religion does tend to be the largest organization in the world. So for me, this is also the corporate card, um, which I don't know most psychics that feel that way. <laughs> but for me, I have found that 90% of my temperance hierophants will work in corporate jobs. All I'm saying is 
the wonderful, the talented Miss Annalise Wells walking out of her jag because I just took the stripper's jag because I make hella bank and I am dropping off my children at preschool and I have a bomb coat on like super nice maybe real snake skin and then I have these huge glasses because I had one too many glasses of wine with the girls the corporate girls last night and oops what's that sorry uh I have a meeting I gotta get to bye the other 10% are like oh no I like to do my own thing I keep my own hours um you know i I love to wake up, you know, start work at one and I finish at 11 and, you know, they just have very like different structures in their life. And, you know, columns represent structure and stability. So that's part of what plays out here and what corporate world provides is a safe place for you to kind of develop and grow. Um, corporate also brings in those short-term, mid-term, and long-term goals that your temperance side likes. Um, so it can be an easy, good fit. Um, but to me, you know, the opposite of structure is to be kind of more bohemian and unstructured. So there's not like, um, anything wrong with that either. You know, it's just a different way of doing it. Um, this is also, uh, the card of the teacher and, you know, or education is a huge organization. So, um, hierophants are natural teachers, uh, whether it's in the traditional sense or they are trainers, facilitators, mentors. They find themselves in leadership roles um, often. And um, so that's, you know, one of your strengths and superpowers, essentially. Um, some of the best esoteric teachers I know are hierophants. Um, and hierophants, a lot of times when they connect with that reverse side, they will be... They'll have like bright colored hair, like rainbow colored hair or whatever. They tend to be people that kind of feel like they don't fit into the regular society as much. And they tend to be kind of like pushing limits in that and boundaries, which is cool. Um, now, in the image, we have the idea of leader and disciple, master and servant, teacher and student. Um, as a student, I do find not all hierophants like grew up being amazing students. Um, there is that percentage that just loved school throughout. Most were like, um, they tend to be more a student of life and that there's this continuous love of learning and wanting to grow. And that brings back in that five energy of like seeking out challenges. How can I better myself? What can I explore now? Um, so that's part of that aspect. We also have the keys to unlock the doors of knowledge. Okay, throwback real quick. When I was, I want to say the fourth grade, but probably younger, I <laughs> I saw, you know, the little sewer slots in the road, the ones where all the water goes in, it's like a rectangle. I'm not talking about like the sewer caps, I'm talking about like where the water goes through. And my little infant mind was saying, oh my God so many animals have to slip in here and just die. So, and I, I can literally see the letter that I wrote 
to the president of the United States, George Bush, the younger one. So the one that was the most recent president. And I wrote on a ripped out piece of notebook paper and a purple Crayola marker. And I don't even know if I addressed it, Mr. President. I was like, can you please put nets in all of these sewer slots to make sure that no animals die? And he wrote back. And when I say he, I mean whoever, probably an intern that has all these signed papers and a picture of the president and his wife. And, you know, dear Annalise, wow, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's so thoughtful of you to think about, you know, uh, intelligence is the key to success. And I remember I, I opened that and it was, you know, like first class mail, confidential from the White House. I felt super special. And looking back, I mean, I wonder how many animals actually die from falling in there, but I feel like not a lot. Like, that is Darwinism at its finest. Like, survival of the fittest. So now I would not recommend putting nets in the sewers. Thank you for listening to this anecdote. So, again, you want to continue to learn and grow and move up the ranks. You can lead, but you can also follow, which is another reason corporate can kind of come into play, is that you're always moving up that ladder, but you're, there's always someone below you and always someone above you, you know? Um, uh, so, but in that dynamic, though, um, works really well in work environment can be a little bit difficult in your relationship environment because sometimes you want to lead and sometimes you want to follow and your partner's like, one day you're bossing me around, the next day you won't even make up your mind. Like, yeah. what's going on with you? <laughs> like, who are you in this relationship? Okay, this got a little too real because <laughs> it's actually so true. Basically, you know, I will be like, don't touch me. Like, I'm not in the mood. And then, like, next week, I'm like, why do you not touch me? Like, do you not like me anymore? And it just, I've, I've had problems in the past with other boyfriends where I'm so emotionally unattached and then when they kind of reciprocate that I'm like what's happening so um yeah I would say that's pretty accurate and I wish it wasn't but it is so I apologize to all my past boyfriends I apologize to all my future boyfriends take me as I am you know you gotta love me for my flaws and I'll probably tell you the next week that you should hate me for my flaws but it's part of the package deal. Yeah. So navigating that and and just understanding that about yourself can make your relationship, you know, uh, the undulations of that a little bit easier. Um, so that's part of that. Um, okay. Do those kind of make sense to you? Yeah. yeah. Cool. I was just seeing if I got everything in there. I think I did. So temperance here, I thought. Um, you know, I see also... I get a lot of um, my event planners will be temperance hierophants as well because they've got that that checklist. Do you write things down? Oh yeah. Yeah, listing is a superpower for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, totally, because that is it's giving it creates a roadmap. This is where I need to go and what I need to do. Okay. So um, that to me is part of you know being goal oriented. Mm -hmm. So even if it's sticky notes. 
That's funny. Yeah, I did a little event planning internship, but I did weddings. Uh-huh. still lives are crazy. I well, I used to work in event planning, and what I realized is deadlines do not make me happy. Mm-hmm. I can't handle um, the stress of like that rush of everything. Yeah, it's just too much. Um, I think I like deadlines sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it helps to get things done, but I think I'd like to set my own more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, my friend wrote a book, and I was like, yeah, I don't know if I could push through on that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, let me take a moment. I'm going to say my prayers. And if you just want to set your intentions inside your head, that'll also bring some energy. Okay. So if you ever decided to get a master's degree or something like that, all that makes sense for you too. And also building your own business and structuring it comes into play for um, a lot of the hierophants that work independently uh, because it does provide structure for others, education for others, that kind of thing. You'll break that into three piles for me, please, and then restack it in any order that you'd like. It's okay. Yeah, I'm not, I'm actually not super superstitious. <laughs> um, I still do the three piles, but in old gypsy lore, you always do it with your left hand, and you know, there's all these like rituals, yeah. and I'm like, I think because of the church, um, I became very unritualized. Um, my first family was very, uh, very spiritually based and kind of hippy dippy, and then my second family was when the church kind of came into play. Okay, so Prince of Wands. Okay, well, you're on a new adventure in your life. Um, you seem to be doing really well with your work right now, too. Um, and they're very pleased with your attitude and the amount that you're getting accomplished there. Um, has you, have you been dating anybody new recently? No, no. not. Okay, not yet. a couple days, but... Nothing sticks. No. Okay. Ouch. Um, all right. So, because I felt like I was drawn to this being your energy. Um, I do think someone's checking you out, but I don't know that this is someone you would be interested in. Mm-hmm. Um... What's new? Literally, of course, of course, that's my luck. But don't let that scare you from talking to me, because who knows? But, honestly, I don't necessarily love their vibe. But So just be a little leery if you feel like maybe somebody's hitting on you at work or in one of the stores or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, So, because they... It doesn't feel like, uh, it's not appropriate. Did y'all literally hear my laugh in real time? This is not me editing over because y'all know damn well who I am talking about. Cause there is somebody at work who 
is kind of inappropriate. But, you know, what am I to do about it? But this is funny because he's nearly the same age as my father. And that is disgusting. You know, they're kind of like never in a million years would this be someone you would go for kind of energy. Um, So, um, but you're off to a good start. The energy for this is all really good. And I like seeing that. Okay. So nine of cups. You were drinking more than normal? Uh... I guess less than college, but I guess more recently than okay. the past two months. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's overdoing it, but, um, and that kind of comes with Nine of Cups, because they're cups. Um, but it also, um, ha- have you been feeling a little down or lonely? Yeah. 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 Um, and that's okay. I mean, you are away from home, but y- your attitude is like, you're pushing through, you're really trying to adjust and acclimate to this. So it's okay to have some sad feelings. And this isn't, this card to me isn't not, isn't necessarily like heavy depression. It's Mm -hmm. more just like, it is what it is. And this too shall pass, you know, kind of energy. Um, and now that we have the real heat, I think that's a key element. Um, that it's kind of draining in some ways too, uh, because it makes you not want to be outside and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also in many ways much drier here. And so, you know, when we move into this sort of lifeless season of hot summer, um, I also feel like that is a contributing factor for maybe feeling a little more down because it doesn't have that vivacious life to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a little more about let's rest and recover and have a siesta, uh, stay asleep, that kind of thing. Um, I think there's also a little bit, it's not like an identity crisis. It's more like do I want to fit into that genre or that role or am I okay with the way I am? Um, because one of the things I feel like you're seeing here is there's a lot of presentation that people put on. So, you know, I'm just, I'm looking at at her face and it's like, she's got a mask on. Y'all, today my work just mandated that we wear masks to every account we go visit to sell wine. I think Megan called it about wearing a mask and this might possibly be the worst day of my entire life. Okay, thank you. And so, you know, I think one of the things there's a little bit of question is, are people being genuine? Um, And one of the things I do find about Dallas girls is, you know, just because they have a lot of makeup or they have a lot of Botox or whatever, they really are genuinely who they say they are most of the time. Um, They just, uh, you know, it just kind of lets... There's an acknowledgement of this is the way I am insecure when we fix things on ourselves. So, um, which maybe girls in Houston aren't that way. Um, So that might be a little bit different as you kind of navigate that here. I went out this past weekend and I came across, I don't say, it's not even a theory. I don't even know what you call it. 
but it is Dallas versus Houston to a T. I had on a black bodysuit and I had one of my leather skirts on and I was trying to decide what shoes. So at first I'm like, oh, I'm going to the bar. Like I want some comfy shoes. People in Houston, people in College Station, y'all get it. You wear your Air Force Ones or you wear whatever else. So one foot I had my Air Force, my black Air Force Ones. And the other foot I had heeled black mules. And I looked at myself and it's when I really literally took a look in the mirror and I thought, wow. Is this the fork in the road that I have to decide if I'm going to be more Dallas or more Houston? I decided to go with heels, mainly because the girls that I go out with, they go all out. Like, all out. So, I didn't want to be that one girl that's, you know, like, wearing her Air Force Ones. It doesn't really go with the outfit, but I was like, I want my feet to be comfy. Beauty knows no pain. But, um, don't feel like, I mean... You don't need to change anything about you. You're perfect. I'm sorry. I just want to make this apparent. Did y'all hear that she just called me perfect? And that basically I cannot even improve. I'm just the best of the best. And I shouldn't change anything about myself because that would be devaluing this asset. Now, if you continue listening to this episode, you'll realize she said perfect as you are. But I wanted to stop that and give myself a little ego boost. We all do it, okay? But I'm perfect. <laughs> the way you are. So um, don't feel insecure about that or that that's anything you need to feel in competition with um, just because others might be doing something. Um, are you? Do you have siblings? I have a younger brother. Okay, you guys are close? Uh, we're getting much closer than we were. Okay, yeah, because he's coming up here. Um, and this also ties into nostalgic memories, too, of, you know, of home, of growing up, of what family life was. Um, and also one of the things I see is you've gotten some clear clarity as far as, like, some of the areas in maybe which you were broken, and not that anybody meant to break you, but that, you know, were needed some healing. And I feel like that's kind of been something you've been working through. Um, so a little bit of that, like, inner child type of work there. Um, and I do feel like you've got good support um, from particularly your mother on that, even though, even if she might have been somewhat of the cause at the time, I feel like now, she, as a, an adult, she is trying to help you navigate that so you can be your best you essentially um so and um i I do see you'll be continuing to transform in that area and have that be a really positive um kind of evolvement for you and that feels like that's going to be going on for the next couple of months um And you might, are you in therapy now? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, but you might take a break in December. Okay. Um, and that might just be because she's taking time off or something. Yeah, but right. but I, I was like, I feel like you're going to, there's a level of okayness 
that you kind of, and not that you necessarily will be fully done, but you might reach a plateau at that time before you feel like you need to move into the next thing. Um, so that looks really good. Um, okay, so stepping into your past, we have nine of wands. Um, Time-wise, this tends to be about five or six months ago, so that puts us back more at, um, let's see, we're February, March, um, and, and possibly even April. Was there something at that point, um, oh, were you going to be graduating in May? Mm -hmm. Okay, because this is like being prepared, but I was like, I feel like it was hard work. It was a big push for preparation and getting through this particular semester and getting done. Mm -hmm. um, and um, was there also some kind of challenge in a relationship for you at that time? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, were you having a breakup? Yeah, it was just a great person, but was not... I think supportive enough and a lot of the therapy aspects and just kind of made me feel less than oh, in a okay. lot of ways. Okay. Uh, well, he's the black spot. So. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this cracked me the hell up. The fact that she put that on the card and said that my ex was the big black spot. <laughs> it was just like ruining the card. Oh my God. I think that's so funny. I think that's so funny. Um, so, because I was like, I feel like you were doing all these things around you that are supposed to build stability, but it was like there was also this sense of kind of being under attack at the same time. Um, and, but, you know, trying to push him away, but also navigate yourself and... And get through school, which in some ways is focusing on your future, but I felt like you were just focusing on moving away from him. Yeah. And and doing your schoolwork. So it wasn't so much about the future, it was sort of like maintaining and pushing away. Mm -hmm. Um, so that you could create some distance there. Um but he had kind of gotten in your head in a really negative way. For you were you all together for a long time? No, only four months. Oh, okay. Um, well, he got toxic fast. Yeah. Okay, so, um, recent past. My Princess of Wands in reverse. Um... And this probably was just about the time you moved up here, because usually it's kind of like in the last month or so, um, but it could have been, you know, a little bit further in this case. Um, you know, there was some self-doubt once you got here. It's like, oh, have I made a mistake? Am I doing the right thing? Yeah, me thinking... How the hell am I supposed to buy groceries for myself? I don't even think I eat that much, but somehow I'm spending, like, how much was it? 200 a month? 280 a month? What? And then my first day of my job, my, in the first 10 minutes, my 
freaking acrylic nail pops off and flies. I mean, that thing was a rocket. And blood started pouring out of my finger. And I thought, wow, I'm not meant for this job. And then I dropped 10 bottles of red wine on my white sneakers. And I thought, wow, I'm not meant for this job. And then I went to a wine tasting. And all the other people in my same position were asking about the seasons of the grapes and how soil affects the product. And I'm thinking, wow, I'm not meant for this job. But now I'm feeling better. Haven't dropped many bottles. I actually caught one yesterday, so, huh. And, and even the idea, we've got the DNA helix kind of webbed in down here, of like, oh, do I belong here? Uh, am I going to fit in with the culture, the people? Um, how am I going to make this work? Um, and, you know, one of the things that I see is that you kept trying and you didn't give up and it's interesting because you had princess of wands and then you had prince of wands so this would be and traditionally this would be a page this would be a knight so it means you grew up and you got to a point where your legs are really strong like you're standing up on your own you're not like floating waiting for someone to rescue you which is a little bit you know like you had to push through every insecurity to kind of get established here um, and I feel like that was a big thing for you to kind of have this breakthrough on. Um, and that seems really good. Oh, sorry. I had to sleep on the couch last night. Somebody, somebody peed on my bed on my side. Mm. I think it was Theo. The only reason I wanted to keep this in is one, because it's hilarious. Two, I think it was so cool that this wasn't such a professional setting where it's, you know, very sterile, very, like, tchotchke, and also the fact that she had her dogs in the room with us made this experience a thousand times better. She has a little corgi named Theo. He is so cute. And then she has a husky named Shiloh. And I just wanted to keep that in, you know, for the sake of this podcast. We love to be authentic and genuine and also laugh at life's just funny little moments. This one was a funny moment. Me meeting the stripper's parents. Funny for y'all, not really for me. Anyway, I digress. Okay. Wow, you have like wands and pentacles. One cup. Um, so, wands are action. Pentacles are material things and work. Um, cups are love and heart. Um, so, there's not a lot of thinking, <laughs> which would be our swords. Um, but lots of action, lots of energy, lots of doing. Um, and it's, so, to me, this is sort of like really experiencing life. It's living in the moment. It's not trying to plan ahead so much. It's really just being present in the everyday. And that's actually a really great attribute. Uh, you know, we have a hard time doing that. Yeah, yeah. This is actually something that the podcast has been really good for me, is that I can go experience things. Just like when I met the stripper, just like when I went out on a couple dates when I first moved to Dallas, 
and it's just putting myself out there when I know it may be uncomfortable, but worst case, I have some great content for the podcast. Best case, I meet someone incredibly awesome and get to do that. So me and the new girls that I hang out with here in Dallas, it's not a mantra, but it's, it's for the story. It's for the plot. It's for the podcast. And I think that's just a great mentality going into kind of getting social again, especially after the pandemic. So start living by that mindset. So, okay. So four of wands in reverse. Did you like miss an event or party or did nobody celebrate your birthday? What did I do? Let's see this 22. Yeah, I guess we didn't really do anything. <laughs> was there, um, were you wanting to go home or have a, a anything come up, a vacation or anything? No, I think I just, it was around graduation time, and I was just prepping, so I was just kind of... Let it go? Yeah. Okay. Um, but, is, but right now, is there any, like, were you hoping to, like, start planning a vacation, or did you miss any events more recently, too? I miss my brother and my dad's birthday. That was in June. Recently? Oh, I guess I missed going out with the group of seven girls, because uh, I went back home to give away my apartment key back to College Station and then pick up a new piece of furniture that I bought in Galveston. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we would acknowledge that. Just, um, you know, missing part of the good times and to focus on what you needed to focus on. And actually, I feel like, you know, part of what you did was about responsibility, but also a sense of uh, healing because it's building more you being more established here mm-hmm. you know um was it like a bookcase yeah it was a little kitchen hutch thing oh okay great good yeah. um so that's interesting yeah storage seems significant um and honestly you will likely have that for the rest of your life this kitchen wicker hutch may be the only thing I can commit to, but you know damn well I'm getting my money's worth. I did only get it for $100, but, you know, let's amortize that. It's going to be pennies on the dollar. Anyway, I do love it. I'm looking at it right now. It's so cute. So cute. So, got it for a steal anyway, so. Oh, nice. (laughs) Nice. Um... Yeah, I heard the estate sales have been uh, just skyrocketed since COVID. Interesting. Yeah, I uh, I was a big estate sale junkie. Um, not not really for my house, but I would go and like buy stuff for other people's houses. Nice. Yeah. I, well, I'll I mean, <laughs> no, I didn't like pay for it, but I'd be like, hey, how about this for your store or this for your house? You know, I, I don't know why I would waste time that way, but anyway. Um. Okay. Well, nine of pentacles. Your family is really supportive of you being here. Um, and everybody, your friends, they kind of admire the way you manage money. You always seem put together to them. Oh, yeah. Um, so you might end up being that might be something that you do is teaching people how to manage their money and their their time a little bit um 
So, because that's actually one of the things people really tend to struggle with, mm -hmm. you know, is making it on their own. Um, but you are already presenting yourself as a leader in that way. Um, are you on a dating app that... Um, I feel like you keep getting the wrong, these people reaching out that seem, um, creepy. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, it's so is that true? Oh yeah. Okay. What app is it? Uh, recently it's been Hinge. Okay. Cause I feel like experience. the guys are reaching out to you. Mm -hmm. um, like, I didn't, I didn't think it was Bumble. Can we take a moment and just admire that Megan knows all the dating apps? But yeah, in conclusion, Hinge has done me so dirty. So dirty. 10 out of 10, don't recommend. Um, but it's like this is what I am let me show you what I have to offer you mm -hmm. kind of thing and but there's not really like any real sustenance to them there's something weird about it um, anyway you might I mean you could meet your your one on there but I, I just feel like what's showing up right now is is terrible <laughs> um, Yourself at all? Uh, I've been thinking about it more. I'm actually in the process of a little project doing that, but so far, no. Okay. So I'm not opposed to you doing that. Um, there is an aspect of being a, a, being approachable at a bar um, when you're by yourself. And if you look at your phone, you're absolutely 100% unapproachable. Mm-hmm. Reading a book, though, gets you off the hook. Okay. Um, because they can be like, oh, what are you reading? Oh, I've read that book. Whatever. Mm -hmm. It leaves room for conversation, but people do not feel they, they can interrupt when you're on the phone. Yeah. Um, and there's a million different stereotypes that run through their head, too, when you look at your phone. So, um, I don't know. I don't mind you being a stack girl sitting at the bar and seeing who you meet along the way. Okay. Um, so if you had some kind of project or something you were going to test out there, it sounded like a theory. Yeah. It'd <laughs> be interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, um, okay. And are you like, have you been trying to run outside? I've been doing more exercise, but definitely not a runner. Okay. Um, do you wear, like, something on your arm? I wear a little uh, 
step tracker for work. Oh, okay. Okay. That's, that's what I meant to say. Um, okay. So nine of pentacles though, really positive. I think your family's very proud of you. Um, there's just a good sense, uh, that they re everybody believe you're going to be okay. Like you're solid, you're good. Um, the six of pentacles in reverse. Um, so are you very focused on not asking for financial help? Yeah, I'm trying not to. Okay. Yeah. Good for you. Thanks. Yeah. Because I was like, like, I feel like you're, there's some kind of shame tied around that. Like, and really you don't need to be ashamed. I feel like seeing this, like you're good at what you do. Um, but if, you know, worse comes to worse, um, you know, there is the, there is this energy. It's not the worst thing in the world to have to help your child out, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so don't feel bad about it if something comes up there, but I feel like you're really trying to stand on your own and that that's important for you. Um, so as long as you're staying disciplined as you have been here, then I think you're going to be okay with that. Um, are you floating around some ideas for starting your own business? Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's part of that is the money aspect of like, how do I make all that happen? Yeah. You know? Um, so, but it, just kind of continue on. Um, because if you get to a point where it's something you really want to pursue and you need investors, I feel like you'll be, you'll be ready to have that conversation at that point. Okay. Um, Okay, now coming up in your future, we've got five of pentacles, which is good, and three of pentacles. So you have, you have some positive stuff coming forward. Um, well, this kind of lines up when I said, Kappa, I wonder if you might be coming out of that, you know, maybe not needing uh, or taking a break in therapy in December. Mm -hmm. and this is kind of moving out of a depression, like finding your spiritual growth and really doing some good healing and connecting on that deeper level. Um, you know, and for you, this is exploring some different, um, it might be modalities or belief systems or reading or podcasts that really open up doors that make you go, huh? Okay. Yeah. I resonate with that. Um, because you're really moving into this energy where it's affecting you in a positive way. And I think it's going to help you to get more and more out of kind of being away from this funk and more into your own strength and um, sense of spiritual presence. Um, and the work that you were thinking about doing, does that somehow tie into your spiritual life? Or is it something totally separate? I maybe foundationally yes, but in practice now. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, and that was 
interesting. Where did I see a key? Oh, it was in your Hierophant card, because here's a keyhole. So, oh, and it's a five. That's interesting. Um, so we have the keys at the bottom um, down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for you to move through this challenge is part of what you need to do. Um, so, and also the social aspect. Um, your friendships, I do think there might be one... Um, and she might seem totally fine now. Um, she might progressively get a little more depressed and maybe not coming out of it. You will start moving out of it and being more and more confident. Mm -hmm. She might start going into it. Okay. Um, and I don't know if you can help her or not. And I don't know if you're supposed to, I think, you know, being a friend is one thing, but don't let that, um, necessarily take you down. Mm -hmm. Just know where your boundaries are on that. Um, you know, three of pentacles. Um, work is going to progressively continue to be good for you. Um, this is growing and building more stability there. Um, growing in, in flexibility uh, and maybe taking on more. It is still working for others. So I don't see you kind of going off independently at this point. Um but I, I really see you doing a good job there. Um, and that can expand and grow for you. Um, and there might also be some focus on side, like hobbies or possibly even a sport or something, uh, like a, a social club of some kind that, um, you might be looking more into as September rolls into play and sort of seeing how you want to branch out in different ways. Um, I think those will be good and, you know, just trying something different. Um, Um, the other thing is your work is probably going to be taking more time in the fall. So like you might only be exercising like three days a week. Um, so it's more about maintenance than maybe making big, massive changes, but yeah, just do what you can do to kind of stay and stay on it, stay with it. Cause I cl clearly feel like your exercise and all that is also contributing to you know, you're getting a feeling progressively better and better, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so, but if you start to notice one of your friends kind of go down or pulling away or something, I think there's probably a depression issue going on there. Okay. Um, and you might feel like you're, you're not jiving with them as much because you're getting better and they're not. Right. Yeah. Which can happen too. Um, but I think it's going to kind of have to be up to her whether she can continue to hang out or not. Okay. So. Interesting. Okay. Do you have any questions? I don't think so. Okay. It's all good information. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed that you can just look at a card and figure things out. 
It is weird. Yeah. Um, so artwork is something that just speaks to me. It always mm -hmm. has. I was always like the last kid out of the museum, which most kids can't focus on a painting. Right. But I could just stare, you know? Wow. So, um, yeah, so I specifically, the artwork itself is kind of what talks to me. And, you know, part of it might be the figure, but part of it can be like the lines or these things, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, just weird stuff. I don't know why it tells me the story, but. So that is all for this episode, episode 16. I hope you all really enjoyed it again. We have our sponsor, Raw Truth, the story of female infidelity. Check her out on Spotify, Apple, all the places you can find the Darling Special as well. And obviously, I've already thanked Megan a billion times. But thank you again, Megan, for coming onto the show and letting me just interview you. She is so awesome. It's talking to someone that has so much more knowledge, obviously, on tarot reading but she's so welcoming and she talks to you like you've known her for so long so i will link all of her uh websites ways to contact her so if y'all are interested in a reading either in person or over the phone zoom y'all can hit her up but also remember that her instagrams have reading from the waist up sometimes it's just fun to have a reading. You don't necessarily have to fully believe in it, but I think it's just a fun way to kind of enjoy your life because honestly, there's nothing in this world that we know for sure because we basically all just tried to justify our own reasoning. So that is another just piece of wisdom, but that came from me, but I probably got it from Megan. Well, thank y'all again, and I will see y'all next week. Next week is going to be a lot more like the other episodes because I've already made a fool of myself in this last week. Um, it includes somebody falling down the stairs. It's just, yeah, it's already a mess, but we love messes, right? All right. Well, I'll see y'all soon. <laughs>